Hello and welcome to Project Endo, a podcast all about endometriosis. I'm your host, Eddie Tyrrell, and thank you for joining me. Today I talked to Justina Green, an illustrator based in London. From Poland, Justina's bold illustrations are full of life and present themes of well-being, health, nature and spirituality. She recently shone a light on endometriosis with a fully illustrated article about her experiences with the chronic disorder. Hi Justina, thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited um, about our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I'm very excited. Be a bit different because normally when I ask people, oh, so tell me your endometriosis story and they go into it. But you've actually created this lovely illustration of your whole story. So I feel like, you know, (laughs) but if people haven't seen it at all, do you want to just maybe just describe a little, little bit about you and how you became to this endometriosis story for us yes of course um so (laughs) I feel like I'm quite new to endometriosis if I'm honest because I haven't had a single surgery yet and I've heard lots of stories um from people who came through from my illustrative piece which we'll chat about um about just how severe it can be and how it can take years decades to diagnose and even when it's diagnosed just how tough it is to get treatments, um, especially in the UK on the NHS, which can be much harder. Um, so I feel like a newbie. However, I do believe that every every story is valid and we all go through things um, and emotions and pain in our own capacities. So my endometriosis story, of course, started with me not knowing that I had endometriosis. And it um, started about two years ago now where... I would start to really suffer during my periods with severe pain, which would deem me unable to work, that's for sure, sometimes unable to walk around. And also in what I particularly experienced, that the pain, although it started in the abdomen, it affected my head immediately in a way that I couldn't focus on anything. I I just could not function. Um, So I'd sit or want to do some work or be productive um, as I think we often might want to feel productive kind of when we're in our periods and not really let let those hinder us. Um, But I've noticed I couldn't do anything, but I didn't know it was endometriosis. I thought it's just pain, it's PMS and that it's normal and that's, that's women suffer with pain and I should just get on with it. But I was very lucky because I was, it was pre-pandemic, I was staying at a friend's uh, place over the weekend and I was in my period and I couldn't quite get up um, in the morning and join everybody for breakfast. And she mentioned to me endometriosis for the first time and she just said if I've heard of it and I went on to check symptoms and I realized I only had, I say only, had about two maybe initially of maybe six main symptoms. So I also thought it's, I can't, you know, I don't have it and I'm being weak. However, what happened also is that I'm 32 and I'm married. And at that time, um, together with my husband, we started to maybe um, trying to have a baby or being, we were mentally ready to start considering trying, if you know what I mean. It's, um, yeah, it takes time to make a decision if it's, you know, because it never feels like the right time. But it was very much kind of that thought coincided with my severe periods being very, very painful. And so I went to a GP because I knew something wasn't right. So I had the feeling that something wasn't right in a way that the severity of the period and the effects it also had on my, my mental health were not right and it couldn't have been just a bad period. And so I went to a GP who ignored essentially what I was saying and was also ignored the information about me wanting to try for a baby. And I was 
either going to be prescribed contraceptive pills or I was told I have IBS, lots of different things. And I think that's because there's not much knowledge around endometriosis. And also the current roots in the system is that if you're not trying to conceive, you'll just be popped on the pill and that will solve it, which then ends up with women when they're ready to conceive, having an issue that hasn't been tackled at all, which I think is really bad. From that experience, I was very confused and took about six months of just persevering through periods, not going to GPs because I thought I'm fine, of course. But as my health and mental health was also deteriorating. I changed the GP and I insisted on a referral to a gynecologist to, because I knew, again, something was wrong. And I think that we really do know our bodies and we should never let other people tell us what it might or might not be because we know when things are wrong. And then thankfully that GP was really, really fantastic. And as I was um, transferred to gynecology, then a few scans later, of course, promptly to endometriosis clinic and I was diagnosed with endometriosis. So I've had kind of, you know, the, the first contact with the GP wasn't great, but then the, the team that was taking care of me has been taking care of me has been absolutely brilliant. Um, and where I'm at now is that I'm supposed to have a surgery within the next three months. Uh, my first surgery, which we know is will be essentially the final um, diagnosis. I'm currently on Zolodex injections. And I actually had one this morning, which uh, stopped my period before the surgery. And they also give me side effects of menopause, which means I've had hot flashes for about three weeks or a month now, actually, probably every day, every night, which messes up with my sleep. And as of today, I have a pill medication to um, quieten down those side effects of the injections. Um, so that's been my experience so far. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, thank you for sharing that, Justina. I mean, I, it's, you know, sadly, that is the common kind of thing happening. It happened with me. I took years. No one, the doctor's not believing me. It was P, uh, not PMS. It was IBS. And yeah, it's, it is, I'm, you know, I'm always, I'm like your friend. I, I definitely think, you know, if you, like you said yourself, you know your body, you know there's something wrong and you got there, you know, and yeah, I mean, hats off for you for sharing that with me because, yeah, you know, I've not, haven't been, I've not gone into the, like, Sorex injections yet. I, it has been mentioned to me and also, you know, like, like you said, you're 30, I'm 32 and the idea of going through the menopause when you're trying to have a baby as well, you're like, that, does, that, well, that would mess me. This is <laughs> yeah that really yeah take this thing to stop you getting pregnant but you want to get pregnant it's a very yes and yeah totally totally there for you and everything like that and so i think also for women who feel similarly like me it's it's not only really about so first i i really don't like the fact that the the treatment for endometriosis is defined by the fact if i want or not want to have a baby well how about i don't want to Maybe, but I don't want to be in pain. So that's first an important thing, um, because also I think that sometimes it might not be, it's a very sensitive thing to talk about having babies in general. And then the second thing, what endometriosis and the treatment does is that it actually puts pressure on having babies, whether you want them or not, because I'm 32, I might maybe don't want babies for another few years, but because I'm in the process for endo, I start to think about it like it's something that god i need to try because who knows what happens so it's very very complex yeah absolutely i mean i you know i got told why do you have a baby that should make it better and i was like yeah oh yeah I, yeah I yeah it just yeah. yeah just have a baby seems to be the, the the product of it and yeah like you said it kind of and only it 
insensitive, essentially discriminatory, yeah. but also exactly, natural. exactly. It's definitely something. Like, I mean, we can talk all about that till cows come home, really. But I really want to talk to you because you've taken your because you're an illustrator. You've actually taken your story, and you know, I read it basically when I was just trying to track. It was on WeTransfer, and I just wanted to, you know, sending some files over, and I just saw it, and I thought, oh yeah, I have a little read, and the way you your color like really bright colors and it, it, i'd never seen it kind of described that way before and i just wanted to write why did you decide to do it that way why did you decide to tell your story for your illustrations i think it's for me personally it's a way i communicate what's inside me and it's a way i describe the world around me and the the feelings and things i'm going through and it happens very organically because i have been of course going through endo I started to, because it's a chronic illness and it's not curable at the moment, I, I'm i a fighter and I really didn't want that to stop me doing anything. And I thought, what, what is there that I can do? I've read or have been reading a lot about kind of mind over body and how even through positive attitude, we can get through things more easily. I started to do some visualizations and some manifestation meditations just to kind of keep my head above water and tell myself that I'll get through it. It won't be as bad as it might sound. And when I was in visualizations, what came to my my mind, my head, and I saw those beautiful blossoming uterus plants, which were, which are like flowers with beautiful leaves, kind of shaking slowly, gently in the wind. And that image stayed with me and kind of, I drew it very much kind of as helping myself to deal with the pain and with everything that's been happening. And I started to do it more and more kind of over the winter of last year, winter of this year, just to help myself. And I have to say that I can't remember now, almost can't remember how it happened, but I realized that I'm drawing more around endometriosis and that the the visual language that's used often to describe women's health is very stereotypical. It's pink and pretty and has absolutely fucking nothing to do with our lives and nothing to do with who we are as women. And I didn't like it. I was angry about it. And I also thought that within the matrices, none of my family knew what it is. None of my friends knew what it is. I didn't know what it was. And so I thought I have something here that's really painful, very complex, yet completely misunderstood. And also as a genre of women's health, there's just so much more that can be done to visually make it interesting for everyone, but also just to represent women in a in a normal way, <laughs> not in the kind of the, the, the patronizing um, pink and purple color palette, which I, I don't mind pink. I quite mind purple on a personal level, you know, but I, I think it's just, you know, it, it's just debunking the stereotype. And so I had the idea um, of telling my story um, or through my story, connecting with others and sharing my experience in a visual way. And so I contacted the commissioning editor at We Present, which is the editorial platform for We Transfer, who I worked on a different commission um, in a year prior, and she loved it. And she, they were just at We Present, they were just looking for commissioning kind of their first ever fully illustrated article. And I came at the right time. Um, they loved the topic as well, um, because it's it's really important. It's very misunderstood. The Endometriosis Awareness Month, which was in March, was coming up. Um, and they kind of all added together. And then I had three weeks to tell the story. And the hardest part, I think, was weeding it down to the key illustrations 
that stayed within the piece because it's so complex, right? Because we have the physical pain or the emotional pain. So these are things that we personally experience. And also I'm going to tell you right now that right now I'm having a hot flash and I'm absolutely boiling. Just just to keep it. You and me, sister. <laughs> I am so warm right now. <laughs> and I don't even have the symptoms yet. I I, I can only imagine. <laughs> there we go. Take a break if you need to. I... <laughs> So, right, I've been trying to manage it because otherwise I keep undressing all the time in random places and it's not good. <laughs> and so, yes, yeah, so we have, you know, there's the, the personal experience, but of course then, you know, we take Endo on tour because it affects our relationships, our social life, our work. Um, it can affect parenting as well. So there were just so many different elements um, and just so, so hard to draw them all. But I think I, I managed to kind of weed it down and it was about a story of 12 illustrations um, that presents the my journey to the diagnosis, the and sometimes you know it's really hard to describe the pain. So I was trying to rather than having a woman clutching her tummy but not really being I don't know, like you get some like Adobe stock images and a beautiful spacious interior. I wanted to show how it feels, how it's kind of wrapped around, wraps around your abdomen, affects your head, and it's kind of I drew it. To me, it's like a really nasty octopus just kind of taking over my body, my mind. And I did that. And then kind of the story also showed the way that I cope with endo, which is, for example, on my periods when I still had them, not having kind of marking, planning the calendar out, not having any calls or work meetings during that time, um, taking kind of just time for myself, um, communicating with others well and telling them, that I have endometriosis and severe pain is not PMS, so that it's being taken seriously. And I remember even recently to friends who already know I have endo, I mentioned, oh, I started injections and I had the hot flashes. And then I mentioned hot flashes again because I've had them for a month now every day. And friends go, oh, so you've, you still have them? I was like, yeah, yeah, they're still there. So it's just, to me, it's just saying things as they are so that people realize how hard it is. And so that's what I tried to do in the story, using my personal personal experience just really as a basis. I was so engrossed in that story. I completely went off. <laughs> yeah, like the like you said, it was like the tentacles, which I first saw as snakes before. Then I looked at it again and I was like, oh my yes, it's 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 grab it was wrapping around your stomach and it was all wrapped around your head. And I totally agree with you. When you see when you look at information, it's it's either very black and white. This is ended tomorrow. This it's no, or you see a lovely, gorgeous model holding their stomach, looking a little bit in pain. And yeah, and I just when I saw your picture, I was like, "That's me. I can show. That's something I can show. That's actually really me." And and like you said, it is done in a not pink and purpley way, but it's absolutely beautiful. Like like the plants are absolutely gorgeous. Like I actually, those plants are great. I really want one of those like that. And, and yeah, I it definitely felt like I, I got it. You, you, I got it. So, and then with you, with your illustrations, hopefully with my podcast, this is our way of telling people without having to do the, oh, I have endometriosis and it's this, it's that kind of thing. I, I really, yeah, I really applaud you for that, for taking that step. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I think that, you know, when, if you can have a voice wherever it is, because it can be illustration, can be a podcast, can be just with your community or just among your friends. If you can share just how you are and say things as they are, that's fantastic. Because some of us might feel very vulnerable about endo and not want to talk about it. And that's completely fine too. I just thought because 
I kind of didn't mind sharing my story. I thought that I ought to do that. And also, the to me, was really important is that we might have endometriosis, but we're also a whole lot of a human being with lots of other things going on in our lives. That's, to me, that's something really important as well, that there's more to us than endo. And in the same breath and in the same conversation, we can talk about having a diarrhea in the morning because we have um, cramps and also about... Some, doing something really successfully for work or having a otherwise from end of a lovely life and that's you know we're complex uh beings <laughs> completely yes if it was you know the a, a to z to endometriosis it would be uh great but yeah no totally and how what's the um kind of feedback you're getting how what are the response have you got from people so that's been the most rewarding part and the most incredible part of doing the piece. Um, I love creating because I love illustrating, but I've had a lot of people getting in touch with me to say that it resonated with them, that they saw themselves in the story. I actually had some calls with people, kind of video calls, because we can't meet in person, just getting to know each other and just sharing how we feel really in a very kind of just no-nonsense way. I was very grateful for that, that it had the reach and impact uh, and it helped. And also, I've also been contacted by people and actually even friends um, whom I haven't seen now for a while, who suffer from severe period pain and what seems like endometriosis symptoms, but they haven't even been to doctors yet because they didn't think it's it's serious or they thought it's all just in their head. Um, so I've spoken to some people who have since seen GPs um, and it's not to say that every um, period pain ends with endo or another condition, but I think it's really important to, when we have intuition that tells us that something's wrong, to get checked and pursue getting checked by our doctors to avoid either the condition deteriorating or also their super important thing, which is mental health. So just not being able to, you know, missing out on work or social life or for younger girls on school because of their periods it's just not okay and it's not something that should be accepted wow I wish I could just record have that recording and do it to every person I meet but totally yes it's it is you know like I it is it was horrible getting the diagnosis but it was also a relief like oh my god there's actually a reason then this is not and I totally anyone who feels like whoever's listening to this if there is and like listen to your gut I think a lot of the time because it does take so long to get diagnosed is going over and you know we're we're working on it guys we're gonna you know it is hard getting you know even just getting an appointment at the moment but even just getting an appointment just to talk about it and then where I you know and there is a whole community out there who can help us and you know and like like you said you you're the beginnings of endo and you know i love you know abby after this i can tell you all about <laughs> what things work for me what's for that and yeah it's definitely and yeah wow I'm, I'm just in awe of you justina it's thank you I, i'm i think that it's just doing i think what feels right and it, it's you know it's very often from it's our personal experiences that drive us because after I just wasn't listened by a GP and, you know, I kind of started to feel like, um, like treated as a silly foreign woman or something like that. And I'm like, no, no, no. like 
I might look certain way or have certain accent, I know exactly there's something wrong. And and yeah, I think it's just I I don't really want anybody to have to go through that <laughs> again because we all are in different moments in our lives and many people you know there might be endo but there might be other things we're struggling with and sometimes to put like to have yet another thing to worry about is just really hard and you know you said said it right that there's a whole community out there and I think even if at the moment if you can't get um, an appointment or you can get um, checked up just connecting to others um, can be social media and that can be really useful and Demetrius UK is a really great charity as well um, just to connecting to others and see that they're like just normal people back with endo um, really helps. And I found that it just helps that I can send a text which says exactly how I feel and there's no judgment because it's just how I feel. That's been really big for me. The more I talk about it, the more it seems to be in the world is what I'm getting. So every time I speak to someone, yeah, like, oh yeah, that's on EastEnders, isn't it now? I'm like, yeah, it is. You know, you take some notes or, you know, and yeah, it's whenever people are ready to talk about it, it's good. If you don't want to talk about it, that's fine as well. But, you know, I please don't suffer in silence, anyone, guys, anyway. So coming up to the near the end of our time I'm just wondering what's next for you in you know I can see this as a great little graphic novel somewhere I don't know <laughs> if that's even in your thoughts but I would buy it definitely it is something I'm thinking about so I think because the the piece has helped others and there's been interest in it and it's been well received I'm now thinking about what to do next into either expand on the story and bring stories of others to it or create a broader piece around menstrual health and the symptoms when it's going wrong. Because we'll be, I'd rather, I'd really like to catch kind of people who are just starting to not feel great um, before they know it's endo, to be able to see what happens during their period every month, what's not okay, <laughs> and and kind of how to navigate our bodies and our minds. So. Yeah, so it's currently in the ideas process, but there should be more to come. Us at Project Endo will be happy to help you, and I'm sure people will be, as you said, contacting you. And yeah, it's definitely, I mean, everyone, please look at this. Like like, um, Justina said, it's 12 illustrations. Um, It won't even, in your lunch break, have a look. It's not that, it's it's a nice thing to look at. And it's like, it's a gorgeous thing to look at. (laughs) It's pretty and colourful. And like Justina said, it's it's representing that. And if we want to follow you, Justina, if you've, uh, is there any places we can find you on? Yeah, Instagram is the best place. And I'm at Justina Green and you spell my name, J-U-S-T-Y-N-A. So it's at Justina Green on Instagram. And there you can see the links to the piece as well. Absolutely. And we will be sharing that on our website as well. So you can you never know, mate, get you anyone. I might just start drawing. I'm not as good. <laughs> I'm not definitely. I could do stick people. But, <laughs> there we go. But you see, it's about it on it starts with on I think personal level what soothes you and what brings you joy and how you can express yourself. And if you do that and it comes from an authentic place and then you'll help others with that. And we all have that in us. 
thank you so much, Justine. It's been lovely talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed our chat. Listening. If you have enjoyed this episode and you would like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. To catch up on all the latest on Project Endo, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Project Endo Podcast. This has been an E-Tiro Media production with music by Joseph Tembry and edited by Jack Ayres. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.